The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with your host, Dee Lee. It is common for all of us to take things for granted, the familiar in our daily lives. For example, our home, our job, our health, our relationships with family and friends and pets. By paying attention and polishing your own life gems, you can add your light to life. And that creates a mighty gem. On today's program, you will learn how paying attention to the small things can make your life mighty. So polish the facets of the extraordinary jewels around you by joining your host, Dee Lee. Learn how being mighty is possible when you polish the extraordinary jewels in your life. Now, here is your host, Dee Lee. Welcome to our show, Mighty Gems, Spotlighting Everyday Jewels. My name is Dee Lee, and today I'm here with our guest host, uh, Lynn Schrelm. Hi, Lynn. Hello. <laughs> Do you sometimes feel like you're in search of an elusive and feeling, fleeting feeling, lots of Fs are, fleeting feeling, um, that your mind can understand in terms of a powerful nugget we call happiness? And attunement is related to that. It describes how a, a reactive person uh, has to be in in order to relate to emotional needs and moods. You might see a monetary um, glimpse of it either in or around yourself or around your world. And it usually starts as an inner essence of yourself first when you're expecting and experiencing what can be termed as spiritual alignment. So we have several beings inside and outside. And it's really... um, been very interesting as for myself anyway been focusing on being more sensitive and tuned in um, how things show up and also they're um, being a little bit more you know it's me being more aware of how they're showing up and so it's it becomes quite uh, fascinating Absolutely. Attunement is really such a, it's such a high level way of being in the world. It mm -hmm. makes a big, huge difference when you can attune to your highest vibration and to your optimal state of living, everything changes because you never have a bad day. Well, or a moment. Mm -hmm. That's what um, this whole experience is becoming more and more as it's like going to school with yourself being the focus. Mm-hmm. You know, your, your own education. And, you know, as we've been pondering this, um, it's something where we, we actually have been talking about body parts, <laughs> where we all take, you know, things for granted sometimes and leave ourselves out of the mix, you know, our mind and body and soul and spirit. And we are always wondering, well, are they individual? Are they together? Um, are we um, in alignment? Uh, how does that all kind of fit together? But 
um, basically it's, it's like having a symphony, you know, we're a human being symphony playing all these different things and, and we all have vibrations too going on. So um, a lot of focuses have been made on uh, individual parts and um, we really need to take a look at them as one because really it's tuning them all together and that's where um, we're focused today and in, in we're the sparkling nugget of attunement where we're really looking at um, wanting to get things connected within ourselves and we have tools that are available like yoga and feng shui, reiki, um, being more aware of things. And um, it's really having more of a consciousness by really taking a look at um, how the value is for yourself as you combine things and how do you feel with this different uh, energy because it definitely stirs up the energy and it also gives you a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. Well, you remove all the gunk. You know, when you're attuned to that higher vibration, lower vibrations and obstacles and problems and challenges, they no longer have a place in your energy field because you actually recognize them as invitations for growth. Well, that growth can be quite <clears throat> substantial, too. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> so yes. It, as our Mighty Gem series we've been working on, um, we've been fairly focused over the last period um, on a higher perspective and really tuning into ourselves and then looking for a, a reflective outside. And what we're actually doing is uh, creating more reflective um, and with a balanced attitude so that what's happening is we become more and more not just flipping back and forth within ourselves to our outside, but we're wanting to actually focus and have our outside sense um, start working on our inside as well. Mm -hmm. That's actually rather fun to use as a test because you can go and you can be testing as you're going through your day, moment by moment. Are mm -hmm. you feeling things? Are you uh, relating to things? Um, how does it relate to what you expect? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so... Um, a lot of us are um, really trying to find a balance and um, tend to have a daily state of being overwhelmed, which means that we have so many distractions and bright, shiny objects that, right, you know, that are in front of us all around. And we don't take time to, I mean, typically, we don't take the time necessary to actually quiet our minds and be in a quiet space and really um, tune in with our environment. And that is really, um, it feels like um, something that is missing. You know, sometimes you aren't sure what's missing, but a lot of it is having that quiet time. Um, and our minds can be at rest where we're not trying to stay all connected to everything around us. It's well, I think a lot of people live outside themselves, you know, it's, they think that life is, oh, got to go get the kids, got to make dinner, got to do laundry, got to get up, got to go shower, got to, you know, 
they think that life is out th- they and and we're taught that we're socialized that it's not like people have come to learn how to do that because they just you know they wanted to be you know doing that they just don't know there's another way they really mm-hmm. don't know there's another way um there's a great master tenshi saiki teate who said it is in the dynamic interplay between head and heart and hara spirit that we discover truth wisdom and well-being and really that is life truth, Mm -hmm. wisdom, and well-being, but so many of us are just in, we're engaged in this pace of life that is brutal and rigorous and just, you know, beats us up, and, you know, sometimes we just get to the end of the day and go, geez, I did it, you know, we're just exhausted, and we collapse, and then we get up and we do it all over again, and we don't know why it's not different. Well, and being different, sometimes, you know, um, it's, it's been typical where, uh, as we start out as children, we're really attuning and and our um, influence is, is based upon our parents. Mm-hmm. And we start out with, you know, a full opportunity to be a lot more than we tend to end up because mm-hmm. our whole environment is really going to paint the picture of ourselves. And so if we're in that search, and uh, I'm sure that as a child, if we had had more wits about us, <laughs> we would say, "Wait a minute, this is my authentic self what are mm-hmm. you what are you doing and um what happens most of the time is we take on what um, what we're given as being the boundaries and learning the boundaries are criteria within our cultures and so as we go through that whole experience, there's a certain point where we start rebelling, or typically people are going asking more questions. Well, this doesn't feel right. You know, how do we get back to our authentic self? So I find it fascinating that there's so much focus right now. It feels like on, it's like it's new. <laughs> and yet it's been, you know, many years from most of us that mm-hmm. we've actually had our authentic self available. And so now it feels like it's just so brand new that it's exciting and it's like, and that's, I guess, part of the rebirth process of ourselves, you know, getting attuned with um, something that is buried within ourselves. And um, Frederick, um, I'm not sure how to pronounce Nietzsche? Was it, are you Nietzsche? Yeah, Mm -hmm. the German philosopher said, Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. There's more wisdom in your body than in your deepest philosophies. And I think that's what's fascinating is that we all have this available to us Mm -hmm. if we would really um, stop long enough to acknowledge it and know that, you know, and some of it is probably just not realizing that we do all have it available. And a lot of it is just stopping long enough to acknowledge that. And being able to really um, know that you you can do this, so it's um, you know attunement is um, really a form of energy that was um, from an energetic um, medicine approach. Um, Lloyd Arthur Meeker uh, and his colleagues taught um, and practiced attunement back in. Um, like he was around from 1907 to 1954, and that's that's a pretty interesting time element. You know, the emissaries of divine light um, was his spiritual teaching and ministry, and 
um, it's really been a pivotal point for conscious evolution. And I find, you know, that was even pre-60s. And I don't Mm know um, how many of you are uh, from that era, but that was, it felt like it was a big movement of uh, focus. And, and it, and then you start looking at it again with um, how does, um, does this really relate? And um, we, we step back into time, but we also have it available. And so it feels almost like um, there's a process there. And so from deep within ourselves, um, we're always seeking something. And in the 60s, that was definitely part of the focus. Um, but there was really uh, kind of a rebirthing. And so um, the process of how each of us come through from being a child, um, you know, I was uh, reminded when I had my only son, um, there was a lot of focus I had on um, really um, trying to be the best of everything I could be, you know, as I was working full time and in a um, position that I was working long hours, being a full time in, in a not a full time, but also being there as a mother and also as a wife, trying to do all these things in a in a high level of focus. You know, there's just you run out of time, and for ourselves, it's like that is really where the process falls apart because if we aren't focused on ourselves at some point we're going to lose ourselves and we tend to get lost um, and it becomes difficult to um, go back in time and try to pick up the pieces Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. it's one of those where um, I found it very interesting because I was able to I think I lasted about two and a half years after my son was born trying to do all these things and then I just kind of threw all the card deck up and said I'm I need to find some other way and so I quit my full-time job and started you know the entrepreneurial and creative process and it was just it was like night and day absolutely well you were in the flow more of who you were really here to be Mm-hmm. And, you know, in doing that, uh, you know, a lot of times we're searching for approval or love or attention from an external place. We're looking for that booster shot. Um, but really, we sometimes forget to take the journey inside because that's really where it comes from. Love and attention comes from the inside. And we get so busy that we don't reach anything very well with that effort of trying to find it. And then we experience feelings of deprivation and lack of attention. And if we don't learn how to love who we really are with our authentic self, we will constantly feel the pull to accept ourselves in the same way that we have since our early childhood when we learned or kind of absorbed the patterns of the adults around us. And and so then the issue with that is that it will also attract people into our lives that don't really match who we authentically are. So but we patterns, don't know that either. But we don't know that. <laughs> because we're seeking the teeth that match our wounds, right? Mm-hmm. So we're looking for a match to the pattern that we have adopted rather than the match of who we really are. So um, that, you know, and then the result of that, we can feel deprived, depressed, unconnected. We can waste a lot of time in our relationships running around in circles because we're trying to attune or resonate with something that we 
feel is there, but isn't really clearly a match for us. And so from a reality standpoint, we could totally miss the mark of love that really is available because we can't see it. We can't feel it. So if we're following in patterns that were set by our own experience, we can get lost, as you said, and never get back um, and experience the true attunement that is available for us. And, um, you know, this is, again, it's something we've learned how to do. It's we're, we're socialized to it. And guess what? We do it very well. <laughs> we do. We do. Because when we're kids, we attune to our parents and we learn their way of being authentic. And, you know, here we are, you know, at a very early age, we have no censorship. Um, and, you know, we don't know how to tap into our inner self with sensitivity and intuition and, and to know how valuable and amazing that is. So as we age, as we grow, we learn cultural boundaries that we need to have as we explore the outside world. But you know, this sensitive and intuitive inner being is just this rare and valuable, um, gifted being. And, and the challenge is to find a solid core that is original and authentic rather than just adopted or inherited from our parents or the environment that we've had to try to match with in order to survive. So if we can keep true to our inner connection, then there's a possibility of uh, our, our inner power coming forward in a positive way rather than feeling energetically drained and having a self-negating patterned existence in life that's just inauthentic. So, you know, yeah. It's it's one of those um, just kind of look at, are you uh, asking yourself questions? And this is where I guess when you start asking yourself questions, things start coming up. Are your actions in tune with your goals? Actions being what do you do with your time, with your focus? Are you living your life in perfect harmony with, you know, the, the lineup of the mind, body, and spirit being totally attuned? And what can you do uh, to actually fine-tune your mindset? You know, I, I ended up trying to get there in three years, almost, you know, it was just very difficult. And then finally just threw everything up and said, you know, I need to do something different. So start over. Really. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like fine tuning your fine tuning. <laughs> there you, know, you go. Well, I think we're fine tuning and attuning ourselves to a break. That so, sounds great. Uh, there you go. Okay, we'll be back in a few. Stay tuned. Have you ever met a muse? Or consider the possibility that you are a muse and didn't know it? A muse inspires creativity, happiness, and imagination. And that's something we need every day to feel fulfilled in life. The challenge is that most media focuses on negativity. But now there is a place for you and other musers to connect with positive energy, new possibilities, and personal growth. Join www.themightymuser.com to discover curated content designed to bring you to your best self. Becoming a muser will have a direct effect on how you feel. And as you feel good, your life is good. Join themightymuser.com. It's the choice that can change everything. Are you interested in actualizing your potential to be, do, and have more? If yes, then consider this your invitation. Intelliki dates back to Aristotle, who used the word to describe the potential of a thing becoming itself. For example, a kitten has the intelliki to become a cat. So what is human intelliki? It's about discovering your destiny to live your freedom. 
Discover who you really are through one of the programs at www.humanintellike.com. Be who you are here to be. And remember, your life is a powerful expression of potential. Whether you activate that for its highest good or not is your choice. www.humanintellike.com. That's human, E-N-T-E-L-E-C-H-Y.com. You are listening to Mighty Gems, Spotlighting Everyday Jewels with Dee Lee. To reach the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send us an email to jewels at mightygems.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to Mighty Gems, and we're talking on a a topic um, that is dear to um, uh, our authentic selves, the sparkling nugget of attunement. And um, Marianne Williamson said, in each of us, there lies a divine connection to a power more powerful than hate or violence. Today is the day to attune to that power and use it on behalf of peace on earth. Wouldn't that be awesome if we could actually get toward that direction we talk about it um, quite a bit and hear different thoughts about it but um if we could live in better harmony wouldn't that be awesome yes and awesome with ourselves and with our around you know around ourselves and so it's kind of interesting how uh attunement it sounds like a big word but if you really think about it you're really you're like a a, a rod of a te- of a, attention a, attracting a may- maybe more like a magnet attracting things that are around you and um you know it's a, there's a a principle that um it's like a foundational principle that our uh, Lloyd Arthur Meeker had as a vision um on underlying attunement principles and he called it the one law or the law of the cause and effect and emissaries of divine light um they they really get into discussions of universal power and intelligence and what i find rather fascinating was um he was way before his time or it felt like and Mm -hmm. um as a base person um basically the attunement you know the practitioners um are uh ones that really started experiencing um a lot of universal life energy and they were uh finding that um there was a lot of connection between energy within themselves um going into uh ability to be able to work on other people and be able to heal or move um, energetic blockages that someone might have in their their core, and so he's um, he was teaching that by having this uh, connection to the universal life energy, um, it was something that um, people could actually, as a practitioner, be able to utilize their hands and being able to focus on helping others to clear you know their uh different areas and i think um this is what's interesting too is that uh, there's a lot of language that's used 
around these different topics and people tune in to a uh, tune <laughs> to the different <laughs> words based upon their backgrounds so this is really interesting because this particular um focus was also calling them seven spirits spirit of love the womb life purification blessing single eye and new earth but it's really related to um the seven chakras that we call you know chakras now and attunement is really um, where a person connects to their spiritual source, and then they're open to flow through, you know, through themselves and be able to have this as an opportunity for expression. So it, it's really um, very fascinating, I think, um, or I find it it's very interesting um, that um, this system is has a lot of different names but it has a lot of basic things that are very similar and this um also brings up a tool that we've discussed a little bit but it has to do with the system of reiki and that has to do with love and compassion and connections so that um there's a basic core of how that's done with the idea of healing and um, when people connect using this uh, system, obviously they need to be very present and they need to be um, balanced and, and uh, um, you know, associated with within themselves to a sense of balance. But this is a uh, connection that has been shown to be very powerful. And um, with how we connect with things um, around us, you know, we've been discussing in the um, prior s- uh, series of Mighty Gems too. Is um, how how does um, does a typical person relate to plants and animals around us? And we had some discussions about how to uh, connect to our own animals uh, because there is um, an ability to actually have communication with them and. You know they they do have emotion and can actually um, relate to different ways and how we are actually being affected. And um, you know I'm I know for myself uh, we have two golden doodles and two cats and and it's quite the zoo. Um, it seems like they're all uh, trying to bring up you know, the, the pointed questions and, and discuss them and, and then they come back with answers. <laughs> we have lots of conversations. <laughs> and they, um, their, their main thing is they want to have us, um, my husband and I, right, our son isn't in our household any longer, but the, the humans around us, um, you know, our animals are trying to help us feel good and feel calm and it's just a a different way of being when you have animals and you're you're talking to them and you're sharing with them um because they do help to create a balance and harmony well animals know if you're really there or not they feel you oh you know if if you're not paying attention (laughs) yeah if you're not there they're gonna let you know and, you know, Thich Nhat Hanh, the, the monk, said, when you love someone, the best thing you can offer is your presence. How can you love if you're not there? 
And when so, you're with animals, you're going to know if you're not there. They will, you know, they're going to let you know. <laughs> oh. Pet me or hang out with me or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the whole practice of Reiki is it's about that. It's about trying to bring your presence forward. And um, there's several Reiki precepts that actually are really common sense. Do not bear anger for anger is illusion. Do not be worried, for fear is distraction. Be true to your way and your being. Show compassion to yourself and others, because this is the center of Buddhahood. Not Buddhahood is not a religious thing. It's a philosophy. It's a way of living your life. So, you know, learning to live by and then ultimately embrace these precepts, that's a key step in creating a life of balance and harmony for yourself, and then also in successfully connecting with and offering a space of healing to others, um, both, you know, uh, two-legged and four-legged, <laughs> you know, our animals can help us. We just need to sit down and be with them, observe them. Our animals are like humans in many ways because they experience varying degrees of fear and anger depending on their life situation. We humans can learn a lot from them. They are powerful examples of how to live by and embody the precepts of just being present. Mm-hmm. So it's an amazing place to be. Well, and uh, Thich Nhat Hanh also said life is only available in the present moment. Et voila, I, right? <laughs> I think that's, yeah, I mean, um, it's really taking the opportunity to keep ourselves in that moment. That's a, And that is a lot of work. It is, because everything is trying to pull us out of it. There's, you know, there's lists and to-do things and other people and distractions and entertainment and, you know, Some busy, busy, busy. And, yeah. I mean, we have such mm-hmm. a beep, beeping... Um, opportunity that you know some people are so trained that their phone goes off and their attention's just like whoo there where where is it where is it who mm-hmm. is it and yet you know the people around the physical people get lost yeah and you know you go to a dinner and you see four people sitting around a table and they're all on their cell phones it's like come mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. really yeah and you know it's uh, typical for a family sometimes. Maybe the only conversation they have is sending each other an email. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Sit yeah, around the amazing. table and send each other an email. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's um, you know it's being focused and aware and waking up um, and because being we present. really yeah being present, mm-hmm. have, giving ourselves a present of the present time, mm-hmm. and that's really uh, a moment you know for ability to re- relate and. I find it fascinating, too, with um, the relationship of my doodles and um, being outside, because we're more outside now, uh, really relating to the world. And they smile. They have a a very, um, it is a smile. And people Mm. in you know that we run into as we're out in the the um, walking around um, relate to that. I mean, they are so attracted to the doodles that we get consumed. <laughs> <laughs> and some of them have animals, and some of them don't. I mean, they're. I mean, essentially, people are so interested in the doodles. They come, and and the doodles are just they're overwhelmed. Because these people are trying to pet them and talk to them and relate to them. And, you know, sometimes they forget we're standing there. 
but it's it's really interesting because the, that attraction i mean that's it's like they have a glow in their their eyes and their personality they're just there they're love they're present they're they're really just soaking it all up and um they like to let us know you know that that this is a better way <laughs> mm-hmm. you know to be because it's it's in the flow well, you don't get sucked into the past, and you don't worry about what, what might happen later. You're just right there where you are. Carolyn Mace teaches it, and she says, you know, if you wake up in the morning and you have a dollar, start paying attention to where you spend that dollar throughout the day. And she said a lot of times people will be thinking about what they should have done yesterday, how it could be different, maybe they shouldn't have done what they did, gosh, wouldn't it be great if I was still skinny, you know, all this stuff that's like past related. And they might be spending up to 70, 80% of their time thinking thoughts like that about what's already been. Well, that's 70 or 80 cents of your dollar. Mm-hmm. Now, if you have 20 cents left, you know, they might go, hmm, I wonder what I'm going to do tomorrow, much less, what am I doing with the rest of my life, right? We often think more about what we're going to do on vacation or, um, you know, what we're going to have for dinner than, you know, how we're spending our life. So, um, you know, but with that, let's say you put, you know, 15 cents towards that, well, you've got a nickel for what you are right now. And that's actually the only place you can experience life is right now. Mm-hmm. So you really, you know, the other part of this is you have to let go. You have to let go. Joel Osteen says, let go of offense, let go of fear, let go of revenge. Don't live angry. Let go now. And that's, so, yeah, you've got to get out of the reaction, right? We've got to get out of our own way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we're yeah. the only ones putting us in that position. Mm-hmm. You know, we may make the choice to be there mm-hmm. and have those reactions. Yeah. And if we if we choose to take time to be angry and um flustered and um being worried and whatever um you know it it wastes the time and well, it's it also not balanced and so if we let it go like you said um we're kind of relating and learning from the animals around us too who just pretty much um you know if they have fear or anger they have it for a moment and then they let it go they aren't worrying about it typically um situations are such that um you know they're going to react to something that's different but it would typically be that moment they react to it and then they go forward Mm -hmm. william shakespeare said to thine own self be true and it's interesting with reiki because that is really um, the basic meaning is true self, and um, it's really the uh, I guess the the purpose of the system, from my understanding, is to help us rediscover our true self. And that's um, I wish that a lot of this would be uh, shared with with children down in the lower grades because. Um, just think of if you had the whole culture growing in this direction, how awesome that would be by the time they became um, old enough to ask about the boundaries and, and make choices. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that would be very interesting. Well, we learn how to go through life doing what we're supposed to do instead of being true to who we are and being who we were meant to be. And so, you know, of course, the net result is that we're not truly happy with or passionate about the life that we're on because it's not actually really ours. 
So, you know, we have to peel back the layers to find our true selves again. And um, Reiki is one way to do that. So, yeah, it gets us present. Well, and it's interesting watching animals. Um, we have quite the cartoon process going on because um, I have a very vocal um, black and white tuxedo cat. Her name's Jessie. And she will tell everybody all about it, <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> and um, and then when she's done with that, she'll, um, you know, she'll be passionate and whatever. And, um, and then we have another cat named uh, Serena, who is a Siamese cat, and she's definitely the one in control. And so she's she's going to put Jesse down into. Uh, control and they 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 do not like to um, agree on that moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what? They're present in it. They're present they're in, in that it. moment, and they're yeah. saying, "Here's how it's going to be." Yeah, and then they go, mm-hmm. on. <laughs> and then they well, go on with themselves. Yeah, to thine own selves, they be true. That's what they're doing. They're being yep. themselves, and then they do what they got to do, and then they move on. They forget about it. Yep, and with that note, we're going to uh, take a moment for a break, and we will be right back. Have you ever met a muse? Or considered the possibility that you are a muse and didn't know it? A muse inspires creativity, happiness, and imagination. And that's something we need every day to feel fulfilled in life. The challenge is that most media focuses on negativity. But now, there is a place for you and other musers to connect with positive energy, new possibilities, and personal growth. Join www.themightymuser.com to discover curated content designed to bring you to your best self. Becoming a muser will have a direct effect on how you feel. And as you feel good, your life is good. Join TheMightyMuser.com. It's the choice that can change everything. Are you interested in actualizing your potential to be, do, and have more? If yes, then consider this your invitation. IntelliKey dates back to Aristotle, who used the word to describe the potential of a thing becoming itself. For example, a kitten has the IntelliKey to become a cat. So what is human IntelliKey? It's about discovering your destiny to live your freedom. Discover who you really are through one of the programs at www.humanintellikey.com. Be who you are here to be. And remember, your life is a powerful expression of potential. Whether you activate that for its highest good or not is your choice. www.humanintellikey.com. That's human, E-N-T-E-L-E-C-H-Y.com. are listening to Mighty Gems, Spotlighting Everyday Jewels with D. Lee. To reach the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send us an email to jewels at mightygems.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to Mighty Gems, and we're having a lively discussion on a sparkling nugget of attunement, and um, we're in the process of talking about Reiki, which is really getting ourselves tuned in, and um, it's a tool to actually have connections, um, 
it's very interesting because uh, we all operate in such a different pattern within ourselves and outside of ourselves. Um, you know, Barbara Garrison said, fear grows out of the things we think. It lives in our minds. Compassion grows out of the things that we are. It lives in our hearts. And when we're really compassionate, um, we're thinking in terms of other people typically. Um, how does, you know, we're outside the moment of, of whatever we might be focused on. So that's where kindness can show up. That's where ability to help people, you know, to other people to feel good. And um, that's a lot of what our animals look at too. I mean, they're very compassionate. Uh, for the most part, every time you run into a, an animal, not run in literally, but um, working with an animal, they're very uh, much in the now moment looking to help because they, they really want to help us. And I find that ours have been very um, tuned in to us whenever we're around and sometimes we don't even see them. And so they, they just exist, and sometimes they might feel taken for granted, but they do come back and want us to pay attention. And so they'll be acting out or doing other things to get our attention. And um, so it, it's they're like the little lights that shine, you know, which get other people's attention. Amy McNaughton said, when you let your inner light shine, you create rainbows in other people's lives. And I think that's really, really true. Um, if we're in a glowing moment, if we have exuberance and we have our light on, you know, our eyes are going to be bright and uh, we can be helpful and kind and compassionate. It really helps to shine that in um, the ability to be out there and be present and be a, a light uh, it's, it's really um, sometimes it feels like it's so much responsibility but it's it can be actually fun Mm -hmm. Well, and I think it causes a person to or provokes a person to really consider their lives. If you know, if you're listening to this, and it's resonating with you, there are some things that you can do to really pull this forward to attune to your best life. And one of them is just to really consider um, how happy are you? How happy are you with your life? There's a short-term and a long-term answer to that. And so how happy are you is really about right now in the moment. And how happy are you with your life is really about how fulfilled are you. So you might not be really happy in the moment, but you might be taking steps towards a more fulfilling life in the long run. So just be active in really assessing your happiness. And you can even rate that on a scale of 1 to 10. So, you know, some people might be, you know, everybody's scale will probably be different, but you'll know what the scale is for you. It's, um, you know, you don't want to uh, hold yourself to a happiness factor that doesn't match who you really are. You just, whatever your happiness levels are, that's what matters. You know when you're having a good day, make that a 10, you know, then, and then that becomes your standard. So, um, you know, and a lot of times, Daniel Gilbert uh, who wrote Stumbling on Happiness, he taught that we're not very good at predicting our own happiness. In fact, we're actually better off asking a friend about a job they have or the movies they've seen or their vacations because, you know, if we have similar values, then chances are we're going to enjoy the same kinds of things. So, you know, there are ways that we can um, borrow how someone else has achieved happiness to help us find our own. 
So it's kind of like in search of the Holy Grail, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, if we can't yeah. see it, how do, how do we describe it? You know, well, yeah. It, I mean, is it something that we can even see or understand? And when you start really looking around, um, you might be looking in all the wrong places. Mm-hmm. And if you look at a mirror, it's probably right there. It's your smile. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is making it really, really simple. But there is, you know, there are a lot of things that um, once you start waking up and you start looking for things that are described in different ways um, that maybe are different from what you've actually understood from your background or experience or whatever. Um, it is amazing how many things it's, it's kind of like when you buy a new car, you're going to see that car all around it. And you're not going to know uh, or, or think, my gosh, why is everybody buying the same car? It's really in the scope of the awareness and I find that very interesting as the more I'm waking up, the more I'm tuning in and getting distracted myself on, a, on how little nuggets come showing up at different times to make me be aware of a, a feeling or whatever. It, that, that can actually be, <laughs> be a different distraction. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be um, you know, like driving on the freeway and you see a, a, a beautiful tree or nature if you're tuning tuning to nature and or colors or the sky or these other things it can be very distracting Mm -hmm. well you've activated your reticular activation system that's what it's actually called (laughs) really yeah like so if you're going to buy a red car suddenly you see all red cars that's because you've uh, activated a part of your brain that's called the reticular activating system okay well so yeah we need we need a reticular activating system that we fire up you know, mm-hmm. the enthusiasm that fires mm-hmm. up the continued sparks for happiness you know it's it's a contagious and that's mm-hmm. a good good contagious totally because when you're when you're happy and you're bubbly or at least this is my experience is that when we're happy and bubbly other people are going to be uh, attracted to us and they want to understand well why is that person being that way and it becomes a contagious um, possibility. And so if we really light up um, the opportunities around us and the experiences that people have being with us, too, I mean, that's a lot of teamwork mm-hmm. for, for peace and enthusiasm. And um, would the world be a lot better? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it yeah. seems really simple, but it's, it's one of those that um, you kind of wonder well, we work against ourselves all the time. That's how we've been socialized, you know. Um, and, you know, really the mental model, the construct we have in our own mind about what happiness looks like, it might be one way, but then what life really looks like is totally another way. So uh, I used to have my clients do an exercise around their values. Well, you know, what do you value? What are the top 10 things you value? And make a list, you know, freedom, family, love, whatever. Um, and then on the left side, rate how those, how important those are in an ideal world. So, you know, if freedom is number one and maybe, you know, family is number two, then on the right side, you rate it again with how that's actually showing up in your life, how you're actually living it. So they might find that family is like number 10, even though in an ideal world, it's number two. It's like, whoa, wait a minute. You know, how are you choosing to live your life? It's upside down, right? Because if you're not living with the mental model of happiness and in alignment with your values, then you're going to 
um, work against yourself in creating your actual life every day. So, you know, and you don't want to use somebody else's model either. Or, you know, what you see on TV or in movies, forget about it. You, you really need a mental model that works for you. Well, it's interesting, too, how people can be frustrated at such a low level. And we've mm-hmm. talked about high perceptions. And I think frustration is one of those, it's kind of like the the bottom pit because people can grovel around in frustration and stir it up and it can just never go anywhere. It just raises the dust and rises I and mean, dust rises, you know, so that essentially they're going to be just plain frustrated all the time. They'll mm-hmm. have no tolerance for anything that doesn't happen perfectly. And what is the word perfect? You know, it's, mm-hmm. it, is it meaning that things don't happen the way you expect? And so it, it becomes very interesting when you look at all these different uh, models in, real, in the reality around us. Are they real? Mm-hmm. And what are the, the real comparatives that you start looking at that would open up the opportunity for tuning in with um, a better, I don't know, the word better is, is, a, is a difficult one because it really depends upon our own choices, yeah, nothing is good or bad. It's only what you make it, right? Exactly. So mm-hmm. if we're making choices based upon frustrations or we're complaining about things that are frustrating us, um, let it go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's also about having crossed expectations. You know, if you expect one thing but you get another, it might be disappointing. So, you know, uh, I remember one of the ways that I learned that was a woman who really wanted to get roses. She was so all about the roses with the big long box with the bow on the top. And when she got a round box... She didn't even open it. And it turned out it was a beautiful bouquet of roses. But she couldn't even see it because her expectation was the long rectangular box. So we really need to learn how to set um, expectations and see things as they are, not just the way that we think they should be. Mm -hmm. Um, And that goes for people and relationships and everything else. And another way, you know, one of the worst ways to define happiness is to have a series of whens. Well, when this happens, I'll be happy. When I'm skinny, I'll be happy. When I'm rich, I'll be happy. Whatever it is, if you're pushing your happiness out to the future and making it contingent on some condition, it's not very effective. It's really, you know, happiness is uh, a state of being. It's, it's, you, you find it as you go and it's, it only happens in the now. It never, you know, a lot of times people say, oh, yeah, I pushed all my life to get that, but now I'm not happy. You know, they thought that would bring them happiness, and it didn't because they aren't a happy person. You know, they, they deferred their happiness, and then it wasn't even there anyway. And so, it was probably yeah. a lot different than they thought. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. they grew or they didn't grow and they expected to grow and or the, it was the contingency plan. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be different. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be different, you know, and you just have to be here now. Uh, happiness is a verb, you know, it's not this static concept. It is happily ever after is great for fairy tales, but not for real life. It's not mm-hmm. like you can build up so much happiness that it just lasts forever. Happiness is active. There's ups, there's downs. If you treat it like it's dynamic, then you can better embrace the challenges and the opportunities. So, you know, you it's really, a choice. yeah, it's a choice. It's a choice. And really, it comes back down to, as we've been discussing all of these aspects, it really becomes a choice of um, us owning it, mm-hmm. uh, us owning the opportunity to be seeking it, 
us owning the, mm-hmm. the results of us in that process and really taking um, our own um, opportunity to be happy because that's our, that's our requirement for ourselves to be really truly happy. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we're going to be a victim and we're going to be always in search from someone else's mm-hmm. pin, pinpoint or definition. And that becomes an, a, a very long process. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you're, well, yeah. Yeah, you're tuning into someone else. Well, the bottom line is everything's energy. So everything's always moving. It's always dynamic. Everything is always trying to come to a balance. And, you know, your, whatever you choose to experience in your life, if you want happiness, if you want fulfillment, that's what you want to attune to. And there's all kinds of different ways to get there, whether it's Reiki or yoga or feng shui or um, Ayurvedic medicine or whatever, um, you know, massage, body work. There's all these things that you can do to attune to a higher or more fulfilling um, life. But the key is that it has to be authentically about you, what you really want, what really brings you joy. You know, there's someone uh, that I watched a documentary on who loves to paint little tiny rocks with little tiny paintbrushes, with little tiny colors, wearing magnifying glasses, for me, there could be no greater hell. And that person spends hours doing it. So bravo. You know, you've got to find your own way. And everybody's way is going to be different. That's what attunement is about. Bringing yourself to what's real for you. Yeah. And how do you give yourself time? I would suggest starting out early in the morning. Now, early in the morning is different for different people. You know, I, I'm early in the morning and some people say, well, you're early, I'm still up, I'm going to bed. <laughs> mm-hmm. So my timing is different, your timing is different. And mm-hmm. what we do is is we start out whenever, and for myself, um, it's quieting the mind so that you can listen to guidance from yourself. You know, you're really tuning into yourself or attuning to a higher self and... Um, as you give yourself even a moment, you can do this during the day too. Um, it is very, it is incredibly energetic. Um, sometimes we get tired during the day, um, or we're tired when we wake up. And by tuning in and giving yourself some time to tap into um, a higher energy source, you're going to have unlimited energy. Mm-hmm. And that, that actually gives you the spark of inspiration and creativity and um, it makes a, your whole self be energized as you calm yourself. You're going to feel better all day. And as we're going through this process, you know, we're, we're exploring the mighty gems and the awards for ourselves of paying attention. And it's it's like going prospecting. And so I don't know if you've ever prospected for golds, but there's excitement. As you get excited, other people get excited. And it's, it's really um, taking a look at the sparkles around us and not getting distracted, but really uh, tuning into them and exploring them and, and understanding them. And Buddha said, the trouble is you think you have time. It's really a journey. And... We recommend that you start the journey now. Mm-hmm. So it becomes attuned um, to what's real for you. That's mm-hmm. really what it is. Figure out what what happiness is for you. What your best life is. 
figure out your best optimal self and attune to that. Everything in your life then would match that. You would make your decisions. You would use language. You would make the choices. You would spend your time. You would invest your time in the things that attune you to your best and highest self for your best and optimal life. Yeah. And Buddha also said in the sky there's no distinction of east and west. People create distinctions out of their own minds. And then they believe them to be true. So we suggest you just be careful what you believe. (laughs) There you go. And do believe. (laughs) This is true. (laughs) Join us next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a fabulous attuned weekend. Thank you for joining Dee Lee for Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels. Be sure to come back for another great show next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll see you here next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.